0: Is this the glory cloud that's happening? Because it was it's deep. (laughs) The glory is thick right now. Praise God. And and I just want to say hello to everybody that is with us virtually. God bless you. Good morning. Buenos días. Mi familia. Uh, I wish I could be there with you guys right now, but you guys have to understand that. God sends his word to you right where you are at right now and brings you healing. He said he sent the word out and you are healed. You are healed by his stripes. We are healed. Listen, physically, mentally. And spiritually by his word. So receive that right now, right where you're at. I don't know what's going on. It's just right now in my spirit. I'm just discerning some things from people that are watching. And this is before the word, but I'm telling you right now that God sin send, is sending his word. Even now he sent his word before the foundations of the earth. And right now he's letting you know whatever's going on in your mind and in your, 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 your emotions and things that are going on right now. You are not alone. God is with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you he said he, he's by not just beside you but he is also in you and he has formed you for this purpose for such a time is this listen I'm telling you guys right now even though everybody's right here talking to us I'm talking to somebody somebody virtually I'm sending the word to you right now I need you to receive that word for yourself and give God a praise right where you are right now amen amen Amen. I, I don't know who I'm talking to, but I, I do want to say something. I, I, I hate church cliches, but I use them. I, I don't know why. It's a dichotomy that we all deal, deal with, but church cl- cliches such as, I don't know who needs to hear this right now. <laughs> but sometimes we do need to hear it. And I don't know who this is for, but sometimes you just got to go over and say, it's for me. Amen. Amen. And I need you guys to understand what the amen is. And the amen, the amen basically means I agree. And sometimes, you know, maybe you might not agree or you don't understand, so just don't say amen. But sometimes you just open up your mouth and you go, you know what, that is for me. Amen. I agree with the word of God. Praise God. Well, listen, I don't know about y'all, but last week was a long week. Amen. Amen. And I thank God that today is Sunday. Gracias. It's the beginning of a new week. Isn't that what Sunday is? It's the beginning of a new week. And I like new beginnings. New beginnings allow us to start all over again. That, that's, that's a praise God. Because like I said, last week was tough. But now I get to start all over again. I can, I can leave those things behind me and I can press forward. Amen. Amen. But new beginnings also help us remember what has happened in our past. You know, I keep moving forward, but I'm not going to forget about what's behind me. Now, I understand Paul said forgetting those things which are behind me. I understand that. But, see, you know, that's why sometimes there are scars and scars help you remember what's behind you. But they also give you God, give God glory. When I, when I had my stroke, I, I remember that. I remember that, but I got to move forward. I can't stay back in 2020. I need to move forward because I'm looking forward to the things are which, that are which, that are behind me. Amen. Okay. A couple of people in here. Are you guys ready for the word? <laughs> Y'all don't, don't, because I'm telling you right now, watch this, watch, it, watch this, honey, watch. If you guys, if I'm not, if you guys don't help me preach, we'll be here till two o'clock.
1: You notice I didn't hear
0: one, amen. (laughs) Y'all wrong, y'all wrong. Turn to Joshua chapter seven, verse one. Actually, we'll start, uh, yeah, verse one. Joshua seven, verse one. And it says, but Israel violated the instructions about the things set apart for the Lord. A man called or named Achan had stolen some of the dedicated things so the lord was very angry with the israelites achim was the son of carmi a descendant of Zimiri, son of Zerah of the tribe of judah those those names sound like they were from wakanda i'm sorry i just zuri zimri okay anyway Amen. Let me give you guys a quick introduction about what I just read. Joshua and the people of God. You guys know who Joshua is. Joshua was the pre- not the predecessor, what's the word? Successor of Moses. And Joshua went went forward. He was going into the promised land as he went into the promised land. You guys know the whole thing. Joshua was a general. Also, he went forward, led the people of God. And Joshua and the people were experiencing great victory when they went into the promised land. They had come out of the wilderness. They cro- they crossed the flooded Jordan River on dry ground. And some of you guys don't even know because you, you a lot of a lot of times we just talk about when Moses lifted up his staff, and they opened up the part of the Red Sea. But do you realize that it happened again for Joshua? And Joshua, they actually opened up the Jordan River that they were able to, to, to pass through the Jordan River through dry ground. Do you guys even know that? you guys know that? you guys read your Bible? Okay, you can read it later. Anyway. <laughs> they had seen the walls of Jericho fall down after they had walked around for seven days. Wasn't that amazing? Seven days. The people of God walked around Jericho, the walls of Jericho. You guys know the whole story. They walked around seven days. They shouted. The walls came down. The people were walking in the land of victory. And, you know, it's a wonderful thing to see what God can do when his people are surrendered and submitted to him. But then all of a sudden, in the midst of of victory comes a smashing defeat. God's people loses 36 of their finest young fighting men. And at the top of this whole thing, they already were driven back. And as we see, what happened to Israel during that time? They lost 36 of their finest fighting men. This is like the army losing some of their airborne rangers. Not just normal people, but the finest young men. What had gone wrong with the the children of Israel? God's people are a people of victory. When defeated, when defeat comes, there has to be a reason for it. And you know what it is? That reason is sin. So today I want to talk about sin in the camp. Now the Bible defines sin as foolish thoughts. Neglect of opportunity, breaking God's law, vain talk, contempt for others, unbelief. And it also says that all unrighteousness is sin. Now, to sum all that up, listen, guys, listen very carefully. You cannot enjoy the victories and harbor sin in your life. You cannot enjoy God's victories in your life if you harbor sin in your life. Now, there are some very powerful lessons for us to learn this, through this story about God's people being defeated. But before I go on, I'm gonna ask you guys some questions. When is the last time you have evaluated some of the defeats in your life? When's the last time you sat back and go, man, when have I sat down and thought that I did something wrong? and evaluated why you did something wrong. Listen, when professional teams lose, they go back and they evaluate why they were defeated. Let's let's talk about even the Warriors. Let's talk about the Lakers. They got the best team going on paper, but they don't seem to win. Let me make one thing clear for you guys. There is a difference between a setback and a defeat. (laughs) There is a a difference between a setback and defeat. Let me help you guys out. A setback is when you don't give up progress, but in a defeat, you lose progress. In a setback, you don't. um, uh, People don't get mortally wounded, but in a defeat, people die. A setback is unintentional. A defeat is the result of deliberate sin. Let's talk about the loss of victory. As we go forward in our text, we see that Israel was up against a small army from the city called Ai. It should have been a crushing victory. Ai defeated the great armies of Israel and killed 36 of Israel's finest young soldiers. 36, I mean, just me being a soldier, I I understand certain things. You know, you get some people to go out and and they'll do certain things, but when you send out your special forces and you lose like all the SEAL Team Six, it's a big hit, which actually happened at one time. See, when, when stores lose too many times, they go out of business. When ball teams lose too often, coaches get replaced. When companies lose too many times, jobs are lost. When churches lose too often, people go to hell. But when the world loses, it starts looking for the cause of the problem, and they find it, and they fix it. That's what the world does. When the church loses, we have to do the same thing. We need to look at what the problem is and fix it. And that problem is? sin. So what caused this terrible loss in Israel's camp? Now, everyone who has ever read this story or in the scripture, they would actually actually say, it was Achan. It was Achan's sin. Now, just once again, I'm going to help you guys. Achan was a part of Israel. He went, went in with, to Ai, and the, the, the Lord had told them, when you go in, don't take nothing. I don't care what's there. I don't care if it's gold, if it's valuable, invaluable. Don't take it. But Achan decided that he was going to do it anyway. And when he did it, he took it and he took it into his camp, into his in his tent and he hid it in the tent. And all of a sudden, you know, Joshua's sitting there asking God, what's going on? And God told Joshua, there's sin in your camp. And we'll all look at Achan, and as we look at Achan, we see that Achan, everybody goes, yeah, it was Achan's fault. The reason why we lost, because Achan was being disobedient to God. Well, I'm going to explain something. If you think it was Achan, you might be right. But could this loss have been avoided? I believe it could have been. And I'm going to explain as we go on. Sin is the very culprit in this horrible story of defeat. And death. But if we really look at the whole story, there was more sin in the camp besides Aikens. Remember, I told you to evaluate your loss. Don't sit down and say that it was your shoes while you fell. First of all, let me help you guys out. Let me let me talk about some of the sin that was in the camp, number one, we have the sin of pride. AI was the next obstacle on the road to God's promises. After Joshua had his spies check out AI, they came back and they were they came back with a confident report. In, in uh, Joshua 7:3, it says this. Send not all the people to battle, but let about two or 3,000 go up to AI. There's no need to make all the people labor. Oops. Never allow your past victories to swell your heart with pride. Never assume you can handle everything the same way you did the last time. Y'all hearing me? It appears Joshua's spies thought their victories had been achieved because of their own ability. Pride. Yes, it was a small town, but don't forget, you guys listen very carefully, don't forget, a virus is also small. It can't be seen, but it can kill you. Satan uses small things to bring defeat in our lives. It's something small, it's something subtle. Mosquitoes. If you don't see the mosquito or even feel it, you feel its effects later on. That's how sin is. In the Song of Solomon 2 and 15, it says, the little foxes that spoil the vines. It's something small that can can infect the whole field. So we got to watch out for pride. Pride is a sin. And that's what happens in our lives. Number two, there's a sin of the lack of participation. Oh, okay. I'll say it again. I heard that. I heard that. The sin of lack of participation. Back in chapter six and five, it says all the people was the way that things got done. Matter of fact, let me read read it to you so you can understand. It says, it shall come to pass when they make a long blast with the ram's horn and when you hear the sound of the trumpet that all the people shall shout with a great shout. This says all the people. And then you go into chapter 7 and 3, it says, let not all the people go up. At first it was "Let, let all the people do it and then next, later on, it was just, Let some of the people do it. Joshua 7, 3, and it says, and they returned to Joshua and said to him, do not let all the people go up, but let about two or 3,000 go up. Isn't that problem we have today? Our attitude seems to be, they could do it without me. There's no need for everyone to get involved. Don't look left or right. If we want victory instead of defeat, there must be participation from you and I. (laughs) Let me help you guys out about a body. A working body that works together, that has many members together. Well, one body part supplies the other. Okay, this is what a body, The body of Christ has many members in particular. Does it sound like scripture? So what's happening is in the body of Christ, we have people that are literally paralytic. or The body is paralytic. What does that mean? There's some members that aren't functioning correctly. There is like a a, a kind of a, a spiritual Parkinson's disease that happens. Where the limbs are doing their own thing, even though they're still connected to the church, but they're not participating the way that they should be. And because they're not doing what they should be doing, the body's not moving and functioning the way that it should. Are you guys with me with that? But when you're, you want your legs to participate with, with you want to go somewhere. Amen. You want your hands to work if you want to if, if both your hands work to do work. It's hard It's hard to walk up a ladder with only your left hand and left foot when your right side is just there. It looks good in the shirt, but it's useless. You guys didn't get it. You can put the clothes on it and everything else, but if, if you're doing like this... We got to make sure that everybody participates. When only a few people participate, listen very carefully, when only a few people participate, we will experience defeat. But when everybody comes together, a body fitly joined together, each member supplying itself so that we can work the work of God to keep our hand on the gospel plow. When that happens, then we will experience victory. But it takes all of us. Amen. Now, the next thing that we need to look at, the next sin. Don't get mad at me when I say this. The next sin is the sin of neglected prayer. (laughs) From verse 1 to verse 7 in chapter uh, 7, there was no praying. We don't don't acknowledge God in all that we do by prayer. We are asking for trouble. Most trouble in our lives can be avoided if we would just ask God before we do something. Y'all don't want to hear that, right? His word, we need to listen to God's word and then be obedient. You know, my, my niece looks at me, and she asks for something. She'll look at me, and she go, ta-ta, snack, snack. She wants something, right? But she asks, and then I will tell her no. But you know what she'll turn around and do? Go get some food anyway. <laughs> I'm just trying to help you out with prayer here. Because some of us, you know what we do? We, we, just because we ask doesn't mean that you're going to get. Do you know that prayer is communication? And you know what communication is? It's, it, it, it's an effective, um, successful exchange of two people. A successful exchange of two people. So when I'm saying something, somebody hears it, they, and when they hear it, they respond back. It's successful. But our prayer life is more like snack. <laughs> <laughs> she don't hear me when I say no. When she's, She don't hear me. All she knows is this is, what, this is how God is. He's like a genie. He's like he's a genie in a bottle. But the church, listen, the church, I'm talking about us, the church right here. You know what we do? We think that God is going to give us everything that we want. Do you realize that when Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane, you know, he said, he said, look, look, could there be any other way? He asked God for something. But before you could hear God, before he even said it, he knew one thing. He goes, nevertheless, nevertheless. Not my will. We got to get to that point because if we want to experience victory as a church, we need to get on our knees and pray and listen. God said my house, my church, this building should be known as a house of he didn't say that my house will be in place of, 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 of people coming to re- be a refuge, that people should come in and shout, people should come in and do this, people should do that. He said, no, my house should be known as a house of prayer. We should be praying. Paul even says it, that we should pray without ceasing. Come on, y'all. We will run the church if there is a a worship session. We will run the church if people are giving out free food. We're we're a toxic charity, but guess what? It is hard to get people to come out when it's time for prayer. Don't don't amen me that fast, everybody. Because I'm challenging you. Corporate prayer is essential. Yes, I want you to pray at home. Yes, I want you to pray in your car. But you know what? Corporate prayer makes a difference. Where two or three are gathered together in my name, He'll be in the in the midst. And He says, "But touching and agreeing." There's a reason why we meet together. Yes, I, like earlier, I, I send the word and we're here. But there's a there's there is. A, a, an anointing that happens there's something powerful that happens when people come together in prayer sorry I, I really wanted to give you a message today about be, being blessed and, 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 and getting what you want but no sorry it's not happening but look let's get back to what he's saying let's look what Joshua did after Israel's defeat he didn't just shrug his shoulders and say well better luck next time Man, we messed up. It's going to be okay. That's the breaks. No, Joshua didn't accept defeat as the norm. He fell on his face before God and began to seek God's face in prayer for answers. God spoke to Joshua with the instructions on what he needed to do. Listen, guys, when you neglect p- uh, prayer, you will only experience defeat. When you neglect prayer, you will only experience defeat. Remember, there's a difference between a setback and a defeat. The next thing that we have, the next sin that we have is the sin of lack of purity. It's time to sort things out. Something is wrong. What has changed to cause this defeat? It was sin sin among God's people is serious. Our sin is just as bad as Achan's sin. We are missing out on abundant life that God promised us, and even worse, people are dying and going to hell because of sin in the church. Not even we're not even talking about in the world. We're talking about in the church. In Joshua 7, the children of Israel committed trespass. Don't forget. The church is a body. When one does wrong, the whole body suffers. Is that the truth? You drop, a, you drop a weight on your foot, drop 25 pounds on your toe. Don't you think your whole body hurts? In, uh, Israel couldn't stand before her enemies because of sin. This is what God told Joshua. Joshua. In Joshua 7, 10 through 12, it says this. But the Lord said to Joshua, get up. Why are you lying on your face like this? Israel has sinned and has broken my covenant. They have stolen from the things I have commanded must be set apart from me. And they have not only stolen them, but have lied about it and had hidden the things amongst their own belongings. Verse 12. That is why the Israelites are running from their enemies in defeat. For now, Israel itself has been the set apart for destruction. I will not remain with you any longer unless you destroy the things among you that were set apart for destruction. As we look at this, you sit there, God was, was specifically telling Joshua, he said, look, get up. You know what you've been doing. You're doing stuff I told you not to do. So let's get up and let's fix the problem. Evaluate what your situation is. And as you do, then this is what's going to happen, because if you keep in your sin, you know what's going to happen? The presence of God will depart from you. God said, this is why the Israelites are running from their enemies. The house of God, the people of God are running running from their enemies. You know what the enemy is for the the people of God? It's us. The devil devil doesn't actually wreak more havoc than what people give him credit for. It's us. It's our sin that we do. The very reason the presence of God has left our lives in the church is because of sin. The reason why sin is is raging within the church is because we've treated sin like a cream puff instead of treating it like a, a rattlesnake. Joshua instructed, or God instructed Joshua to review the people. Achan confessed his sin. Achan and his family paid the supreme price. I mean, I could preach right here because Achan was the one that stole everything, and then he had his family participate in his sin. Kind of like the devil. You guys understand when Lucifer came up, and he, and he started sitting there, and he was, he was in heaven. He didn't even say anything to God. He just thought about it. He said, I can be like the most high. I want to be just like the most high. And when he thought it, it was a sin. Watch this. And he was cast down with one-third of the angels. I need you guys to understand something. Men, men, do you realize that your sin affects everybody in your family? Can I help you guys out? Because you're an authority, do you realize that everybody else in Achan's family, when Achan was the authority, not only did he die, but his whole family died. There was a curse that goes down from the head and goes all the way down through the family. You guys hearing me with this? And as men, we need to make sure that we get sin out of our lives because if not, it's gonna infect our wives, it's gonna infect our children and our children's children, it will keep going. Achan had his, wanted a few things, had his wife lie, had his kids lie and they all were Killed, and I know it seems a little harsh to kill the man and his family, but we need to see that our sin doesn't just affect us, it affects everybody around us. Amen. So, as I bring this to a close, the word Achan in Hebrew means trouble. Bible teaches us in Numbers 32 and 23, it says this, but if you do not do, excuse me, but if you do not do so, then take note, you have sinned against the Lord and be sure your sin will find you out. Your sin will find you out. There's people that do stuff. Nobody knows about it, but guess what? Your sin will find you out. It will open up somewhere, some along the way, somewhere along the way. You guys hearing me. You think you're doing it alone. You think you're doing it here. You're doing it there. Uh, Maybe you go, you might be going out and traveling or or whatever you're doing. And listen, you guys, sin is something sometimes that we like to hide, but eventually it's subtle. And it grows. Because when you catch a virus, you guys understand when you catch a virus, you guys know about viruses. You catch the virus and it multiplies. And then when it multiplies, guess what happens? You start getting sick. And then when you get sick, it starts to affect your body. And then eventually there's death. God doesn't want you to die from the sin. He's taking care of the sin problem, but you need to take care of that sin problem also. Not all sin is easily seen, but the effects are just as damaging as visible sin. I believe pride contributed to aching sin. Hidden sin will always reveal itself. Sin will infect the body and sin will affect the whole body. Sin will either master us or we will master it. The reason for defeat in our lives could be us. What we need to do is examine ourselves. We need to look and examine ourselves to see if we are in the faith. We need to examine ourselves and see, God, what is it in me? What am I doing? What do I need to let and lay before you? just like Joshua got on his face and said, God, what have I done? And God says, you know what you did. Now do something about it. We got to, as a body, to continue, as a church, to experience the victories of God, not to continue to experience the defeats. God wants his body, his church, whole, moving forward to do the work that he's called us to do and that's to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Amen. Stand up. You may stand, please. Thank you, Jesus. There's something that I just feel compelled to talk about real quick. And it's this. Um, Jesus Christ came and he took care of the sin problem. He took care of the sin problem. You guys understand that? That sin is what we did from the garden, from, from Adam. Took care of it. But God doesn't want you to stay in your sins, even though he took care of the sin problem. That's it's kind of like not taking a shower. You guys understand what I'm saying? God wants you clean and you stay in his grace. And every once in a while you may make 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 a mistake, but you confess that sin. And what God wants to do is he wants to. Take some of that sin that's in us, thats that, that stuff that we've been hiding. God wants to get that out of you. Not just this flesh. We don't want to walk according to our flesh. We want to walk according to the spirit. But when we start living in our flesh, we start harboring sin. And when we start harboring sin, listen, because I need you to understand something. It's not just about you guys. It's about the body as a whole. I need everybody. Everybody. I want my fingers, my hands, my elbows. I want everything working. Can I get an amen? amen. Do you understand that? You, have you ever had a stroke? Have you ever laid down when you were laying on your arm and then all of a sudden your arm doesn't work? You guys know how you're like, oh, and you start hitting it. And, you guys understand that? Yeah. I, I mean, I'm just trying to help so you can experience something. You, when that happens, this is what God is telling us right now. We need to get rid of sin in our lives. Yes, there's going to be things that you might say. Maybe somebody cut you off in traffic and you waved at them and. Come on, some, you know what I'm saying? You might have said something. I don't know what it is. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about sin that you take, you harbor, you continue to do it. And listen, you don't even want to acknowledge it. And when that happens, the body is going to fill it. This is why the Bible Bible tells you, listen, don't don't keep company with fornicators. Paul was talking to the church. Fornicators, they were part of the body. He said, don't even eat with them. Why? Because God wants his body fitly joined together. We got to get sin out of our lives. Not practicing sin, there's a difference between stumbling and there's a difference between a face plant. It's like, okay, I'm just going to face plant. So God's calling for us today to repent. And watch this there's grace, there's grace. There is grace where sin did abound. Woo! Where sin did abound. Where sin in your life has abound. Grace did much more and is doing much more. It's grace that renews your mercies every morning. It's grace that allows you to sit back and evaluate what you've done in your in your in your losses and your defeats. It's grace. Yeah. But we gotta humble ourselves. Lay on your face the same way, and you say, Lord, I'm tired. Of being defeated. And listen, Lord, it isn't just me because you know, Joshua was talking, it was the people of Israel that suffered, not just Joshua, it was the whole body. So I don't know who I'm talking to today. (laughs) But there's some stuff in your life that you want you need to get rid of. There's stuff in your life you're like, you know what? I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. And just to let you guys know, sin isn't always something that you do act outwardly. Because there's some sin that goes on up here. That's why Paul said there's a renewing of your mind. God wants us to repent. If you're here today and you say, you know what, I need to get this out of my, there's stuff in my life, I need to get it out. I'm going to confess that to the Lord. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that. If that's you, if you're right now, you are watching us online, praise God. If you're watching us tomorrow or later on, I don't care when it is. There is a time right now that you need to get before the Lord. Even right now, I'm, I'm just going to call everybody up. If there's stuff in your life, there is grace. There is grace for you right now. There is grace for you. Don't frustrate the grace of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You guys know fear. God didn't give you the spirit of fear. Repent of it. Anxiety, people pleasing. That's adultery. Repent of it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. There's grace for you. There's grace for you. There's grace for you here. There's grace. There's grace. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. you Guys, start start praying. Just start open up your mouth and just, just start telling God, thank you. God, I thank you. I thank you for grace. I thank you right now, God, for your grace. I thank you for the blood of Jesus Christ. I thank you right now for everything that I have done, Lord. I thank you. I repent of my sin, Lord. I, 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 I give it unto you, God. I thank you right now. Thank you, Lord, for the grace that you have laid upon our lives. Lord, that we will rely upon grace. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we want to be whole. We want to be right, creating us a clean heart, renewing us a right spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we ask right now that even in our minds, Lord, that you examine our thoughts the thoughts that that we have towards you, the thoughts that we have towards ourselves. Lord, our thoughts of things that that aren't even like you, Lord. Help us right now, renew our minds. We thank you for that, Lord. Hallelujah. Lord, we promise right now, Lord, that we want to be, that that we decide to be a a working member of your body, of your church. And we thank you, Lord. Lord. That everything that we do is not on our ability but on your power. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we just thank you once again, God. We lay down every stronghold Anything that is not like you, we ask right now, God. Father, we just ask right now. Show us. Show us right now. Spirit of God, show us right now what it is. We ask, and we'll receive it right now. And as you show us, confess it. Right where you're at, confess it. Don't worry about what anybody else is saying, what anybody's doing. Confess. Why? Because confession is made with your mouth. And if you're busy hearing somebody else take to confess their sins, then guess what? You ain't you ain't even uh. It's pride, okay? Just just say, God, thank you. God, I thank you. Show us the right strategy on how to defeat sin in our lives. Lord, show us how we need to walk. Lord, that we will acknowledge you, that you may direct our path. And we thank you for that right now. God, I thank you that today things will never be the same in our lives. We are no longer bound to sin. We are no longer bound to our, our faults. But Lord, we right now surrender our lives to you.